Welcome to ASP Stuff Radio, the show where you get to listen to stuffologists talk about massive fart waves bending the space-time continuum and a whole bunch of other black oily stuff. Today is Saturday, February 13th. I'm your stuffed-up host, Albert Weinstock. Joining me today on this beautiful Saturday afternoon are my stuff experts, Steven Sternberg and Paul Tenenbaum. Guys, welcome. Hello. Thank you. How so, I'm, I'm Mr. Steinberg. You're Steinberg. Welcome Thanks. to the show. Well, it's good to be here. Yes, it's great to have you. Let's talk about some downtrodden people. Yes, downtrodden people and gravitational force fields. Hmm. <laughs> so, what was your name again? My name is Albert Weinstock. Mr. Weinstock. Yes, Weinstock. What do you have for us today? Today we have several topics to talk about. We are going to cover the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl? Super we Bowl. don't watch football. Oh, that's we right. are not football fans. Yeah, we read science. Science and Einstein's theory that was tested and confirmed. Boom shakalaka! Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That, that wasn't NPR. <laughs> that was not NPR. That sounded like um, <laughs> from an ESPN highlight. <laughs> Did you guys watch the Super Bowl number 550? Sports! <laughs> We're going to talk about sports. Yeah. Not really. A little bit. I didn't. Heard it wasn't that exciting. Saw the highlights. And it didn't look that exciting. Yeah. But Peyton Manning won the game to end his career. Oh, of course. That, it was expected for him to win. Storybook. Do you think? No, he, actually, he was not favored. They were the underdogs. The Broncos. Well, yeah, because the Panthers never w- lost a game this season. Well, they, they lost, lost one. one. Oh, one. They lost a game. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it was all just planned out? They had to make sure Manning won? No. I mean, I don't think that was planned, right? Paul, I mean, if if the, no. Car- if the Panthers are favored, then the plan is for the Panthers to win because Vegas odds are all determined by that. So Vegas wants the odds to play out, right? Yeah, that's in their favor. <clears throat> so to have Peyton Manning and the Broncos win, that hurts them. So it hurts. <clears throat> but if you want to get into conspiracy theories, I don't know. You, you, you could say that they didn't want a black quarterback to win. Oh, that's right. I read something about they tried to a turn real and you know, like they let well didn't let, but Russell Wilson won a couple of years ago, but I guess he's not black enough, right? Oh. He's kind of a lighter black, lighter skinned, right? Is that the wait? Am I confusing them him for the Forty ers guy? Yeah. Oh, but he's a so he's a more properly brownly toned person. Brownly, yeah, he talks more proper and he's more articulate Mm -hmm. whereas cam newton is you know he's more like the south type Mm. and that's the type so like steven even stephen a smith was saying you know cam newton's more black than people like steve mcnair in the past and russell wilson did guys who didn't really talk about their race so in order to be black, you have to talk about race. So more black means like uh, dark, dark chocolate. 
Like, <laughs> I don't know. You have to ask so, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> so did did McNair win a Super Bowl? No, they lost to the Rams. And even proper back in the day, proper wasn't even good enough. I guess. Right. So, so, so the Denver. So I can see the right the race thing being a like a propaganda thing, propaganda issue the media wants to portray. So you have the Denver Broncos; they're all white. You got the white quarterback, and then the Carolina well, the, Panthers. The MVP wasn't white. No, I'm no, talking about this. It's okay for the defensive players to not be white. Oh, because they're more. Uh, it's more about pure athleticism. Oh, not okay. intellect. Yeah. So the quarterbacks are intellectual. Right. So you have the so panning. Mm. <laughs> panning. Panning. <laughs> panning. Panning. Peyton. Peyton Manning. Tom Brady. Yeah. You know these yeah. chiseled. Did you hear about white the, heroes? Yeah. They're they're like players are huge. Like a uh, not uh, superhuman. Well, they take steroids. Yeah, steroids. They're uh, they're GMO. <laughs> they're John GMO. GMO human beings. It's not yeah. the organic NFL. Yeah. It's, it's a so, non-organic. So apparently, the the Black Panther fiftieth anniversary happened to fall on the day of the fiftieth anniversary uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, that's why Beyonce came what, out and what sang about, about it. the Black Panthers? What what happened fifty years ago? That's when they founded the Black Panther movement or the group. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so the halftime show, right? Yeah, I, I heard that, uh, what's her name, Beyonce and her crew were dressed up in uh, Black Panther outfits. And they were... Oh, I guess so was Bruno Mars. Oh, he was? They came out and he, he performed. So Coldplay started the whole thing and then Bruno Mars came out and they were all dressed in black leather. <laughs> but was Coldplay dressed up? No, he had his, I don't know, just... So he had proper whatever. attire. Yeah, and they had all the colorful, you know, like their album artwork. Mm. So there was a lot of color, and I'm sure a lot of people thought it was some sort of gay pride statement, hmm. since it was the Super Bowl was in San Francisco, even though it's not San Francisco, it was Santa Clara. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah, a lot of people thought that was some sort of gay pride statement. But nobody really mentioned that. They only were really upset about the blackness of the whole thing. Huh. But they, well, they they added they sprinkled a bit of white, so they added a cold play. No, but that that's gay white, so that's not yeah. proper either. Oh, so it's cold play. Cold play is not gay, though, right? Or, no, see, no. Okay. But they they have a very colorful album <laughs> artwork okay. for yeah. this past one. But he does have so the reason I don't Bruno Mars I don't think was on the album, but Beyonce was on a couple of the songs. Mm -hmm. So you know because he was there, they were able to get the other performers. <clears throat> but I could see how there's some controversy there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It seemed kind of obvious they were trying to paint this whole racial war between well, blacks and white you know black black lives matter That's yeah black lives it. matter that isn't that the the whole mantra of the yeah, black I mean, panther why, why should white cops be shooting black people in the back as they run away unarmed yeah and i guess a uh, black guy got shot several days before the super bowl 
Where? Similar in San Francisco, similar to the Trayvon Martin. Trayvon? Trayvon, yeah. Hmm. But San Francisco is not a city that you, you know, think of racial tension or any issues about that. Hmm. It's very eclectic. Eclectic. City. Yeah. Very accepting, which is perceived around the rest of the country as demonic you know yeah uh well they well the white guy wins so everything's in order uh <laughs> everything and then restored yeah the, the controversy afterward was cam newton's press conference who the questions the quarterback from the panthers oh tell us about that i missed it he wasn't answering the questions he was just he was pouty he was sitting back just nobody kind of, likes like, me well, you know the, the referees did not really call it in his favor i'll say that oh were they oh it's they're it's, calling a lot of penalties against the panthers because they're black right <laughs> <laughs> well cam newton is a black panther boom shaka like him <laughs> isn't he a what? He is he's is a, a black carolina panther he's black and he's part of the black panther movement <laughs> We're going to start up some rumors here. Yeah. Uh, Brazil's going to start thinking stuff. We love all colors of people. As long as you're a human being, that's all that matters. But technically, the Panthers were not black. That yeah. movement back then, they, it, they were for uh, uh, embracing all races. No, they were just almost as bad as the, well, the mentality was almost the same as a Ku Klux Klan. They were, they hated whites. Well, they had other, they didn't just, I mean, the majority were black, but it wasn't just black folk. Right. Right. But so what else happened in that interview, Paul? Just he didn't speak? Yeah, he just didn't want to answer any questions. People would ask him a question and he'd just sit there and stare, (laughs) not saying, and then he got up before they were even finished. Damn. And everyone was like, ah, here's another spoiled brat. Yeah. Sure, because he's black, another you know, typical a- black athlete who isn't good with the media like Barry Bonds and mm-hmm. all these other guys in the past. So. Do, do you think he was paid to keep quiet, to plead the fifth? <laughs> <laughs> no. His advisor told him not to say anything? No, I think that's just his true personality. <laughs> oh. He doesn't, is that, he's a sore loser and he doesn't want to talk. Is that how he was all throughout the season or is it just this game? The Super just Bowl. this game because well, it was only the second them. game they lost. Yeah. Oh, I see. They, they only lost twice. So, so how could they lose this if they were on a roll? Maybe that's the gambler's fallacy. They just choked. So, they what choked. was there a key moment in the game where they choked that you can? What 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 was it that cost caused them to lose the Panthers? Well, he was sacked. He lost, he fumbled the ball, and then they put ran it back for a touchdown. That was yeah, the key that moment. was the key moment. So the defense <clears throat> in the end was what cost them. Yeah. Okay. And you don't think this... Go ahead. Well, Peyton Manning did not really play a good game. He played a real crappy game. The, the Broncos have the best defense in the game. Mm-hmm. So they're really tough to beat because of their defense. Okay. That's the reason they won. So they didn't win because uh, he was retiring? It wasn't rigged? Uh, it could have been rigged because I, I'm pretty sure that the I mean, penalties were way in favor of of the uh, of the Broncos. Okay, so on paper, would you say the Broncos are a better team or not as great as the 
on paper, the Panthers are a better team. Mm-hmm. So just made too many errors, and that's what yeah. led to their defeat. Made too yeah. many errors and had too many calls against them. Yeah. You know, that doesn't help when you have uh, penalties called against you all the time. I have a 10-second clip of uh, Peyton Manning. Um, this is immediately, like, maybe within five minutes of winning the Super Bowl. I got a couple of priorities first. I want to go kiss my wife and my kids. I want to go, you know, hug my family. I'm going to drink a lot of Budweiser tonight, Tracy. And I promise you that. <laughs> that was a um, that was a pretty good timing there with that Budweiser. <laughs> That's so random. I'm going to go drink, drink some Budweiser, not Coors, not Coors, not Coors, not and, uh, Corona or Negro Modelo. <laughs> I'm gonna drink some Budweisers. Well, he did when he said that. As soon as he said that, he got paid two million dollars. I think more, three point two million dollars. Is that what it was? Yeah, but apparently, as uh, I read, Budweiser didn't pay him to say that. I guess he owns several distributors of Budweiser or franchises. Oh, I think. Okay. Well, I guess he just wanted his stock to so go. Self endorsement. Yeah. I got a couple of priorities first. I want to go kiss my wife and my kids. I want to go. You know, hug my family. I'm going to drink a lot of Budweiser tonight, Tracy. I promise you that. <laughs> promises. He promises you that. <laughs> I'm going to kiss my wife, my kids, and then I'm going to drink some Budweiser. And guzzle some beer. Wait oh. second thought, I think I'm going to drink the Budweiser first. Yeah, right. That's what he should have said. I'm going to drink some Budweiser first, then I'm going to kiss my kids. That's and not that. what an intellectual, good, well-mannered white person would do. No. Hey, that's what people like. Yeah. They like beer drinking guzzling guys so yeah that's i bet a bunch of guys at the bar were like yeah let's, <laughs> let's go get another case of bud wiser <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh didn't madison bumgarner when he won uh the world series 2014 they they tried to advertise for uh that truck chugging right? multiple beers no or did he was, he? <laughs> was he no, remember the truck that he won there's a guy oh yeah as soon yeah. as as soon t- as he they won. He was like smothered by some guy that was gonna give him a Ford truck or yeah, something. Yeah, the big black. Tr- uh, and then he spent like I don't know five minutes talking about <laughs> this truck. Yeah, I'm gonna go camp in my new truck. No, he. It wasn't Bumgarner that did it, but it was the guy that was presenting. The guy that handed the trophy oh. interrupted the whole presentation to yeah. go into all this specifications on the truck yeah he, how he fast talked it goes about the, specs, the size the of the horsepower engine, horsepower yeah. all the standard features <laughs> it has um, uh air conditioning yeah and uh, <laughs> uh power windows power and i noticed they didn't do that this year it was the same guy presented <laughs> um can't remember who won the mvp this year but they didn't do that he just said here's your trophy presented by ford or whatever and <laughs> yeah but got out there's a a truck driver that's the thing beer and trucks that's what seems to be the main yeah. uh surrounding that's how you win yeah that's the secret and drive ads. a big truck and drink lots of beer beer adds, beer adds trucks can we even talk about pizza oh yeah doesn't he yeah, own papa murphy's or papa john's? guzzle some beer and eat some papa john's a pizza papa john's, yeah. <laughs> well that papa john's guy is weird yeah he like wears makeup creepy pedophile i think he's got yeah. botox <laughs> <laughs> but he is good friends with Peyton Manning. They've they've had their share of Budweisers together yeah. and pizza, bed bed buddies too, maybe. Uh, they're not 
Any other things you'd like to add about the Super Bowl? Nah. Any others? Uh, nah. Okay. But moving on. Who All cares? Right, Good on. football season's done. Now let's go to the real sports. Yeah. Oh, oh hey, very controversial. Yeah. Baseball <laughs> uh, sports. Robert Goodell would not be happy with what you're saying. Who's Robert? Go Gad- watch concussion. Who's Robert Goodell? He's a commissioner of NFL. Oh. Uh, I was gonna say how the come non-organic I, NFL. How come like no, this is a controversial topic, but the owners and the people that own the teams are all old rich white guys. Because it because those are the only people that can afford to buy a team. Oh, okay. Top one percent. Yeah, the top one percent. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. I just n- noticed that because they were holding the trophy. I'm like, shouldn't the players be holding the trophy first? Why are these? No, it's usually the guys who own the team and the people that happen to have billions of dollars oh. happen to be mighty and whitey. Mighty and whitey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we love human beings despite the color of your skin. <laughs> uh, so do you guys hear the New Hampshire primary elections? Woohoo! Feel the burn, Bernie Sanders. Feel the burn, burn Sanders wins the popular yeah. vote. Twenty point uh, win for him. And Donald Trump, our favorite political Boo, candidate, Trump won. <laughs> he won uh, the Republican side. Yep. Um. But did you were you guys aware of the super delegates? What's a super How delegate? How does that work? Uh, so even though Bernie won the popular vote, um, that's the people that actually vote because, uh, Hillary Clinton has more super delegates. She technically won in New Hampshire. I don't understand. Well, can you elaborate? Yes. I'll elaborate with the video (laughs) clip from the early two thousands about super delegates. Like the great and powerful Oz, these super delegates are pulling the levers of power in your political party, which means your vote may not be what you think it is. Even if you and your party members across the nation choose one candidate, it does not guarantee that that person will become the nominee. Here's why. When you cast a primary vote for your candidate, what you're really doing is telling a group of party officials, and these are the delegates, which candidate you want them to pick at the national convention. But not all of them have to listen to you. Among those delegates, there's an elite core called the superdelegates. These people are like political wizards. They have the power to support any candidate they want, even change their minds at the last minute, and they answer to no one. In each political party, about 20% are superdelegates, enough that even if voters clearly pick one candidate, the wizards could still have enough power to tip the scales the other way. And you know a lot of these people. Jimmy Carter. Bill Clinton. Al Gore. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid. The Republicans call their wizards unpledged delegates, and they're usually not big names, but they're just as powerful. So that's how the system works. Now let's take a look at how things are shaping up right now. After the big showdown on Super Tuesday, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are in a tight race for delegates. It's so close, it will be the super delegates, not the voters, who choose the Democratic nominee this election year. 
On the Republican side, John McCain has a much larger lead over his competition, especially since Mitt Romney has dropped out of the race. But there too, the power of the wizards outweighs the voters of any one state. This superdelegate system may sound a bit anti-democratic, but the idea here is to give established party leaders more control so that primary voters don't get carried away with someone who looks good but could never win a general election. These wizards are senators, representatives, governors, former presidents. They know the system very well, but do they know better than you do? Let's hope so, because that's the way it works. And one of these days, the next leader of the free world could be in the hands of these superdelegates who don't answer to you or any other primary voter. Pay no attention to the superdelegates behind the curtain. So that was an old uh, clip I found from the early 2000s on CBS. Yeah, but that sounds like that was for a close election, and New Hampshire's vote was not close at all, right? No, but, but you're not listening to the story. Hillary Clinton has more superdelegates, so she therefore, technically, she won. Uh, I don't... Still so even though the popular vote, people voted for Bernie Sanders. So what's the point in voting? Exactly, there is none. Because when you cast your ballot, so did so did Bernie. So Bernie Sanders lost New Hampshire. Is what you're saying? Um, according to what I've read, and the amount of superdelegates that Clinton won, yeah, she has like 400 dele- superdelegates. I don't know more, way more. She's than, up 394 to 42 superdelegates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so around that number. Yeah. So it's pretty much impossible for Sanders to catch up. Yep. Crazy, huh? So we, still, I still understand. So you're not supposed to understand. No, no. I mean, I want to understand. So when you when you cast your vote, you're telling. So why would the media say that Bernie Sanders won? He won with respect to uh, people actually going and casting their their vote, putting their votes in. Right, more people showed up and supported Bernie Sanders in that sense, a superficial sense. He won. Okay, but those votes go to important people, delegates or superdelegates, and they decide who they want to choose for you. <laughs> Even though it's against, you know, if the person goes in to vote for Bernie Sanders, it could end up going to uh, Hillary Clinton somehow. Yeah. So that's the problem with having political parties. Yeah. Because you have this system set up where there's just parties, it doesn't matter how you vote in these, you know, these primaries. They're not really elections. They're not official elections. Mm -hmm. You're just voting for the parties to know who the, you know, if you're affiliated with the party, you're telling the party who you think you want. Yeah. But then it's ultimately up to the party. They're like a club. Yeah. This party is a club. It's not, <laughs> it's not something that we choose who's part of this club. Right. All right. So, so, so this they is like pick a, among themselves who they want right. to run. So, and then so then once this, you have the this, presidential this, uh, one election, at a time. then you vote. Primary and the, the all, so what's the difference between a primary and a caucus? Doesn't really matter. Well, ultimately, um, after all, you know, states go through their primaries or their caucuses, it really doesn't matter right burning in my chest no it doesn't so well caucus- so why why do they go through that is there a point to it to make people think 
or to make the public feel that they're participating in okay, democracy. So it's, it's just, it's just, which they are, ploy. they are. It's, it's just a ploy. I guess uh, to get a sense of who the people who are a part of the party want elected, but ultimately they're going to choose. You know, the delegates are going to choose who they want to put out as their candidate. Yeah. But you said the status is four ninety to how many? 392 to 40 394 to 42. <laughs> so yeah, so by that, that's after two states? Yes. Okay. So yeah. so you do have to go through. Or, see oh, I don't know delegates. if that's after two states. Have to look all that up, but yeah. that's where it is right now. Okay. There's so. 712 votes total from the super delegates. Mm-hmm. So eventually, so he's they're saying he's nine times behind. You know, I have to make up that deficit in the remaining primaries, and that's virtually impossible. Yeah, I mean, right? Depending on, yeah. I mean, so but, there but you is. You gotta a, still go through it, right? Yeah, you, still, you still have to go through the primaries and the caucuses to see how the delegates will vote, right? But apparent, based on what I read, it's almost uh, people already know that Clinton's going to win. Okay, so so all right, they, you do still. But there's still possible. Votes, still, it's which, still possible for Bernie's to win, Bernie Sanders to win. Possible, not really, not likely. I mean, the way possible. the way you're, you're the way we're hearing it, not really. He's he's got a nine to one chance or well, one mean, to nine chance, right? Maybe there's a super wizard that can turn the course of events. Working the only uh, super Sanders wizard favorite. that would probably have his back would be the Vermont. Right, or yeah, state, super states, delegate. Yeah, so that would be it, right? That's one person. So you get, you know, one extra delegate. And if you're if you're a woman, you better vote for Hillary Clinton, at least according to Madeline uh, Albright. She was once Why? Secretary of State um, for Bill Clinton. Because you'll you'll burn in hell. Yeah, you hear here. Let's play the clip. And a lot of you younger women. Don't think you have to, it's been done. It's not done. And you have to help. Hillary Clinton will always be there for you. And just remember, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other. You burn in hell. I guess she's well known for saying that phrase, not just oh, with really? Hillary Clinton, but for other things. She enjoys people burning in hell. But that that in logic is called an appeal to force fallacy, where you you pose a psychological threat, if not a physical one, <laughs> to make a position convincing. So if you don't vote for Hillary Clinton, you're gonna rot in hell and suffer from all eternal damnation. Can you imagine well, a little girl hearing that? A little well, Christian she's girl? not going to vote for Hillary. That's that's the thing. How old is this little girl you're talking about? You have to be 18 years old, correct, okay. to vote. Okay. And suppo- so, suppose this 18-year-old girl is a diehard Christian, mm-hmm. and she firmly believes in hell and suffering eternal life. And, you know, if she heard Madeleine Albright or anyone say something along those lines, if you don't vote for Hillary Clinton, you're going to you're going to burn in hell. There's a special place for little girls to 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 burn in hell if you but don't. But they can't vote, so they're too young to burn in hell. 
What well, are you talking? No, Albert's talking about eighteen-year-olds. Eighteen-year-olds. So they they okay. are allowed. To young vote. women, young women. But you got to think, an eighteen-year-old is very rebellious, right? So they uh, don't like listening to what I'm old s- white ladies. Okay, but what I'm saying is, I'm assuming this eighteen-year-old is is a diehard Christian who firmly believes in hell, heaven, and hell, and you know she's not going to take those words lightly. If she hears that, she's going to think, "Oh my God, I'm going to I'm going to be punished." If I don't vote for a woman, I'm a woman, therefore I have to vote for a woman, which is ludicrous. You shouldn't vote for yeah. someone based on your sex or color well, of your honestly, skin. Honestly, I, I really think it depends on, you know. Bernie Sanders, so, he supports women's rights. If you're a woman, you he might look better for women. For women, yeah. <laughs> Does Bernie Sanders have binders full of women? In terms of abortion, uh, equal pay, <laughs> equal status. He's um, got binders of women. <laughs> binders of women. So if you're a woman, you sh- if you're a woman, you should actually vote for Bernie Sanders because he he's more in favor of women. Women. See, rights. that's the problem. If you do, then you're gonna burn in hell. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna burn like Bernie. Burn, yeah. burn with Bernie. No, I don't know. I he got most of the women's votes in New Hampshire. He actually out. He he beat Hillary at her own game. I wonder what the how many women are super delegates. That'd be interesting. To I'm see. sure there's not many. <laughs> oh, and I guess Hillary Clinton's receiving millions of dollars from Saudi Arabia, and they're well known for demeaning women or not treating them well or considering they that. have lots of money. Yeah, it's all about the money. They are bling oh. bling, blinga blinga bling, shaka laka. Oh, and I'm sure. So, so it sounds like it's going to be Hillary versus Trump. Uh, well, I hope it's not Trump. And I yeah, hope we, we have to check the numbers on the Republican side. Super Who's delegates. Those super delegates. Yeah. So probably not Trump because yeah, he super delegates. Have a chance. Yeah. Um. So this is the thing that they say: super delegates were created in reaction to Democrats choosing nominees who are out of step with party leadership like George McGovern in 1972 and Jimmy Carter in 1976. Party leaders would have dearly loved to stop McGovern in particular, but had no mechanism to do it. So the 1982 Hunt Commission, chaired by North Carolina Governor Jim Hunt, designed the superdelegate system to give the party a check on the primary process. The leaders themselves would never say that publicly, they usually argue that superdelegates have never decided a nomination, but that was clearly the mission, to offer a safety valve for a primary race that goes off the rails. So back in 72, I guess George McGovern probably won the popular vote amongst Democrats, and he became the candidate, and he lost severely to Richard Nixon, and so they didn't want that to happen again. Hmm. <clears throat> so you pick someone who's popular like Bernie Sanders, you could flop against the Republican candidate. That's what they're afraid of. That's why they have the system to get who they want, no well, matter what okay, the people so, on the party. So going off of that, I would say, I would say that Trump won't win, Sanders won't win. So we're gonna have Hillary against uh, Cruz, probably. Oh God, no! The snake. So I, th- I think that's what it's going to come down to. Right? The, del- the delegates would not, they're not going to pick Noodle. Uh, no, or, no, you know what? They might pick Rubio. You are a blasphemer. 
I think they, I think they'll go with Rubio. Actually, I think he's a the robot Mar- Marco robot. Yeah, I think he's clean cut. Uh, he he's a good no, communicator. No, 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 no. Did Top you? Real estate I mean, it's it's not about Florida. what you want. It's about what's going to happen. I don't even think super delegates want that asshole in. Well, who do they want? I, I would ha- I would guess Cruz or that other guy, the old guy. The Kais- old guy. I don't know his name. Kusick. Kusick. Is that him? Yeah. Mm, really? Couscous. 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 No, I don't think they want Couscous because he would easily lose against Clinton. Easily. Yeah. Not even a chance. I, I probably would think Rubio or Cruz. Well, let's see about Rubio because I th- did you get the text I sent you about the robot? Was it uh, last Saturday with the Republican debates? Chris Christie was attacking Marco Rubio and he was calling him out on his um, talking points. He kept repeating himself over and over and over again. Even after Chris Christie called him out, he said, hey, you're doing it again. You're repeating yourself. Marco Rubio repeats himself. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So supposedly uh, because Rubio performed so poorly uh, last Saturday night, that's why he lost New Hampshire. I, I didn't realize a, a the debates can hurt a you. A single debate could have that much impact. Especially if it's that bad. Well, here, here's the original clip. And let's dispel once and for all with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Barack Obama is undertaking a systematic effort to change this country, to make America more like the rest of the world. That's why he passed Obamacare and the stimulus and Dodd-Frank. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so you right. got the general idea. Now, here's uh, the clip where they put it together. So Marco Roboto had a bit of a breakdown in the last Republican debate. Uh, Rubio, when challenged on his talking points by Chris Christie, malfunctioned and started repeating all the talking points. And ever since he's been thrown for a loop, we got a 404 error here. And so he's been doing it over and over again. But first, I want to show you what happened in the debate, and then we'll come back and show you what's happened recently. Let's dispel once and for all with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. This notion that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing is just not true. Let's dispel with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He is trying to change this country. He wants America to become more like the rest of the world. Anyone who believes that Barack Obama isn't doing what he's doing on purpose doesn't understand what we're dealing with here. Wait, so Christie called him out every time? Yeah, so it sounds like I'm playing it over and over again, right? You it's were. It's a different clip. It's a different clip. Three times he said it. Barack Obama doesn't but know what he's doing. He knows exactly, he knows what, exactly he's doing. what he's doing. exactly what he's doing. But see, Christie didn't have the benefit of editing. So how did how, how did Christie kind of bring so it out? Here, let me play you another clip then maybe you'll get a better idea. Some people may not have seen the the uh, back and forth with, with Rubio and the kind of repetitive answer that he kept coming back to. Uh, take a listen. That's what Washington, D.C. does. The drive-by shot at the beginning with incorrect and incomplete information and then the memorized 25-second speech. When you're president of the United States, when you're a governor of a state, the, the memorized 30-second speech where you talk about how a great America is at the end of it doesn't solve one problem for one person. So here's the bottom line. This notion that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing is just not there true. There it is. He knows exactly what he's doing. There it is, the memorized 25-second speech. He's spell once and for all with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly <laughs> what he's doing. This notion that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing is just not there true. There it is. Let's dispel with this fiction that Barack <laughs> Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He is trying to change this country. He wants America to become more like the rest of the world. Anyone who believes that Barack Obama isn't doing what he's doing on purpose doesn't understand what we're <laughs> dealing with here. 
you're playing it over and over again. No, I you swear sure? to God. I swear. Are you sure you're, I swear. Yeah. That's what I thought at first. No, Go no, to the main clip. Go to the main source on YouTube. There's an eight-minute clip. Watch the whole thing. Well, I want to hear Christy go off on him. Well, Does Christy it's long. go off on him or no? Yeah, yeah. He, you, you hear a little bit. He kept tell, calling him out. He said, look, dude, you're repeating yourself. And even even then, he repeated himself. <laughs> no, wait. I didn't hear the part where Christy called him out when he repeated himself again. Yeah, he said, there you go. There you go. There you oh, go. Okay. We are taking our message to families that are struggling to raise their children in the 21st century because as you saw, Jeanette and I are raising our four children in the 21st century <laughs> and we know how hard it's become to instill our values in our kids instead of the values that try to ram down our throats. In the 21st century, it's become harder than ever to instill in your children the values they teach in our homes and in our church instead of the values that they try to ram down our throats in the movies in music in popular culture wait wait you keep re i swear you, to god no, that, you, that, i'm telling no, you you're repeating it. i'm not that's why they call him marco so robot that's, that's all that's all in the same it's all in the same same scene. same breath one breath same no, scene but no same different parts of the speech. no that speech sometimes you can hide it if you put some you know paragraphs in between no that he paused and then he didn't know what to do and he just regurgitated the same line wow yeah so he is a robot he's a robot maybe and you look look for his batteries he has no original thoughts ideas he's just oh. regurgitating whatever his political advisor told him to say if he goes <laughs> off topic or off uh, off track or off um they caught him huh yeah but the, the you called know, them out. Called them out. But the thing is, all Christy these politicians, genius. All these politicians, they're all robots. Uh, yeah, but not Jeb. Oh, Jeb! I forgot Jeb's about a that noodle. Guy. I forgot about what noodle. Yeah. <laughs> Should play that clip where he asked for applause. Oh, please clap! Please. Clap. <laughs> <laughs> My teacher uh, was doing that oh, in my class this week. He. He's going through some presentation, you know. Then at the end, he was like, "Can you Please guys clap. clap?" Oh, he said that. <laughs> or no, he said, "You guys can clap now." Oh. <laughs> and then I said, and then I uh, told him, "Hey, you mean please clap, right?" So he was trying to make fun of a uh, good old Jeb. Oh, uh, that the people old catch Jeb, it. Jeb, 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 Jeb. The people get it. No. Did just they the, clap? Just the teacher got it. We oh. they did clap, but I was because I was standing, I was sitting right next to him, so I just said, "Oh, that's from uh, it's from the Jeb thing, right?" Mm -hmm. Yeah. So right now the Republican race is Trump has seventeen delegates, Cruz has eleven, Rubio's at ten, Kasich has five, oh. Bush is four, Carson's three. Oh wow! So I Christie's guess dropped out actually. He yeah, dropped Chris out. Dropped. He and just then, dropped out recently. Yeah, a couple days ago. Oh wow! And and then um, so it's Trump. Trump's got the delegate. Trump's got the late. So the Republican Party works a little bit different, and they actually changed their rules this year so that super delegates don't have as much say. Mm -hmm. So they say in the Republican Party, only people who get a super delegate status are three members of each state's national party. So this means. In the GOP, superdelegates are only about 7% of the total number of delegates, whereas in the Democratic Party, they're 15%. And the other thing is Republican superdelegates can't just vote for whatever candidate they want. Mm -hmm. 
and this is the change. In 2015, they ruled that the superdelegates have to vote for the candidate that their state voted for. That's the biggest difference between the Republicans and Democrats. Okay. So that actually means Trump has a good chance to win. Right. Because they have to vote however the state chooses. All right. So, so it's going to be Trump versus Hillary. It could be. Yeah, it seems like it. I'm pretty He's sure. up six right now. You got to get to 1,237. <laughs> wow. There, I, I don't know why I think... is so much farther behind than the Democratic race because they're... Clinton and Sanders are already through, you know, three ninety four to four. I guess because it's there's not as many candidates. Oh, for the know. Democratic Party, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the way you guys put it, I, I mean, I honestly think Bernie will win the popular vote, but if it's up to the super delegates, um, looks like it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, because I think Bernie's got more original ideas. Uh, yeah, but he repeats himself too over and over again with the whole big corporate. America, Wall Street. I will Street. take down Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just repeats himself over and over again. Free school, free candy for everyone. Yeah, but uh, who, free pennies. What, is, what else? Get your free pennies. Young people love me. Yeah, the, good with the young people. It's <laughs> the irony. is like old well, grandpa. Okay, but but you got to look at the choices. What, what what are the choices there? You got so grandma you're, or grandpa. You're okay <laughs> with grandma winning? No. Let's right. see us. The young people like Grandpa better than Grandma. Yeah. Plus, I sound I like Larry David. <laughs> and I was on SNL. People I love need me. to watch that. I need to watch yeah. the re the uh, that episode. The burn burn your your enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, he must not. I don't know. Uh, Larry David's not very popular in his show, at least. Uh, so here's an argument I've, I've, I came across about why people want uh, Trump to become president. They say, well, the country, the, the, the government's run like a business. Trump is a businessman. Therefore, we are going to hire Trump because he's a good businessman and he'll know how to manage uh, the, con- the country's budget. You mean the government's run like a business? Yeah. No, it's that's, not. That's the argument. That's what they it's say. Not, it's not run like a business. Well, it's good for business. It's a business. It's all about making money. Wheeling and dealing, and Trump's good at that, so therefore he'll be a good president. No, a business is right. said the same thing about Mitt Romney, I think. Oh, they did? Yeah, they, they said much. that same argument. It It's not a business. I mean, a, a company, yeah, the bottom line is, is profitability, but people, it's, it's, I mean, the government has to govern the people. So we're going to go into some political philosophy. What is, what is the main role? Of the government, and, and you say I, I don't it's know if we pro- want to go. I heard some music, transition music. <laughs> yeah. I think we should just transition. That's the transition. That's the transition. You want to talk about oil? Oil. <laughs> Unless you know something exciting about oil, maybe we oh. should go into something that's I, actually exciting, like science. Uh, science. Well, I just, I just science. <laughs> You don't want to talk about oil then? All right, make your point about oil. No, I, I, I need my listeners from Indonesia and Brazil to help us figure out what's going on with the drop in oil. Brazilians care about oil, do they? <laughs> Probably not. Are they part of OPEC? Do they drive a lot of cars. It's, I just think it's weird the timing of events. So remember the U.S. 
Uh, they lifted the 40-year ban on crude oil exports. This was in December 20th before Christmas. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then 2016, January 1st, the market collapsed 400 to 500 points because of oil dropping. And then within the first two weeks, Obama decided to lift sanctions from Iran. They were negotiating, wheeling and dealing. Iran, as long as you don't continue to work with your nuclear program and you give us some of uh, our U.S. hostages and we'll let you supply oil in the market. So now Iran is able to produce or contribute to the glut in oil, the oversupply, which drives down uh, the price in oil. Now, I'm just trying to understand why they would want to do that if they know there's an oversupply in oil, why would they lift the 40-year ban for U.S. exports and then allow for Iran to have market share in the oil industry? Uh, see, I think you're driving at politics, and I, I think that anytime you have a pending election, approaching election, uh, governments are going to try to... Uh, you know, churn the pot or whatever, stir the pot. Mm-hmm. This is a way of stirring the pot, creating a man-made crisis. And so now we're in crisis mode, so we need to change. Okay. That's all. So it's a created crisis. I mean, it's a conspiracy. Uh, I, don't you agree? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to understand it. Like, why, why is the economy freaking out that there's a drop in oil? Shouldn't this be beneficial for our economy? Low oil means less well, money at the gas the pump? NPR. Didn't Low I oil the NPR? Are... Low oil means less money spent on gas. That stimulates the economy because then Americans go out and spend money and buy things. You save a lot of money. When you don't spend money on gas, you have no, money left over to go grocery shopping. Low oil prices mean low commodity prices, right? commodities are going to mimic whatever oil does. It's the most powerful commodity. So as soon as the, the, the commodities mimic that, everything that has has a commodity, any any business, whether it's milk or whatever, mm-hmm. corn, all of those prices are going to go down, plummet. Uh, look at, listen to the NPR clip I, I sent you a long time ago. Uh... But, I mean, you might not have it. But anyways, that, that it explains... Commodities are going down, and that's bad for all businesses. I don't see how it's playing it in an NPR voice. <laughs> yeah, commodities are now going down, so that resembles bad news for all commodity type markets. Well, uh, let me play this clip. I don't know if that's the NPR, but this clip's two minute clip that sh- says low oil beneficiaries. If you're filling up these days, these prices look mighty fine. It's a blessing. We do more traveling, being that the gasoline is a lower price now. Most folks haven't seen gas this cheap since around 2008. So why are many people talking about the negative consequences of oil? Well, the stock market doesn't like it. For many, of course, oil remains the eye of the storm. And some of the biggest companies are losing money as a result. But there's upside to low oil as well. Low oil prices benefit the transportation infrastructure sectors. Specifically, that's airports, seaports, and toll roads. The key benefit is that that it increases the propensity to travel for toll roads and reduces the cost for airlines and shipping lines to move goods or people from one location to another. 
The oil producing states like Alaska, North Dakota, Texas and Louisiana are the hardest hit by the oil slump. On the flip side of that, if you're in New York, Florida, Illinois, even California and many other states, there are a lot of benefits from low oil prices. And for sectors like transport, which includes airlines, trucking companies, fast food companies and lower end retailers, cheap oil and gas is a good thing. States that see a lot of tourism and regions with industries that are dependent on buying fuel for everyday business activities, even farmers are reaping the benefits of low oil. Companies across the spectrum that are consumer-based are benefiting. The autos like GM and Ford who had record sales years. The retailers like Walmart and Macy's who have seen better results now as consumers finally spend that gas savings. Royal Cruise Lines, Carnival Cruise Lines, and even Walt Disney World as people finally have the money saved and are able to go on vacation and spend these gas savings. I'm in disbelief that this can be considered a negative for the U.S. economy, an economy that's 70% the consumer, a consumer that's saving $700 million a day compared with what they were spending on gas not two or three years ago. But not everyone agrees. We haven't seen much of the bump that I thought, or at least most economists would see, for example, in retail or in restaurants. A lot of those stocks have been doing just as badly with gas uh, down at $2 or under $2 a gallon as it was doing at 4 Most people like to whine about gas prices when they go above, let's say, $4 a gallon, but it really doesn't affect how much gas they buy. Demand doesn't really change all that much. Tell that to these people. I like to travel a lot now. So I can save money on gas, why not travel? It's easy. Ten dollars will fill up your tank sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, the thing with that is people don't travel in February or the winter time. They're they're gonna travel in the spring and summer. So to say, oh, we haven't seen much in travel yet. That's that's typical. You're not gonna travel much during this time. Mm-hmm. So that's just a lame argument. There, people are eventually going to spend the money, but I bet come. April, May, June, July, oil prices are going to go back up. Mm, so you think they'll go back up during the travel months in summer? That's what usually happens. Uh-huh. The, the oil prices are at record lows, right? I think they'll go up slightly. The gasoline yeah. prices will go up slightly. So, um, What's that? I don't know. I just think that low oil, low gas, stimulate the economy. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Um, the government raised interest rates last year, late last year. That's an indication that the economy is growing. So why uh-huh. all this turmoil and chaos with the stock market? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Well, let me just send you that NPR thing. I just yeah, don't. I don't think Wall Street likes money being in the pockets of the people, the people. who have to spend all the money on the gas. <laughs> well, remember, <laughs> you remember oil was like $100 a barrel and... Whenever it went up, whenever oil prices went up, the stock market went down. So you would think when the oil is down, the stock market would go up. But it seems to be no matter what, whether oil goes up or down, the market's down. Yeah, it's just, again, it's a man-made crisis. But so they're I think, trying to put us all in the, uh, the gutter. And I don't think the, the regular working man going and buying, filling up more frequently is going to change anything with regards to mighty whitey businesses. And saying that the price change in oil doesn't change how much the demand, that's because they, they, they've made it this way that everyone's so reliant upon gas. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have a choice. If we were going to go anywhere, we have to buy gas, no matter how much it costs. Yeah. So that's, that's a bad argument, too. Mm-hmm. And, and then to have this 
surplus of oil is, is always going to be a good thing for eventually down down the road. So you want to increase, just like what Obama is doing, increasing the supply of oil. While it might drive prices down right now, in the future, like Paul's saying, um, is going to make us more dependent on fossil fuels, mm-hmm. um, and it'll make it that much more difficult to transition to renewable energies like solar. Right. Uh-huh. So o- oversupply in oil causes uh, prices to go low. Demand is low, mm-hmm. and then. But what I okay, so if they know that the oversupply, if there's this oversupply in oil, and people are freaking out, oh my god, there's so much oil, they keep pumping oil out in the in, in in the world, and it's driving prices, gas prices to go down. Why would they encourage Iran and other countries to keep pumping oil out if they know it's a bad thing? They want the world to continue to be dependent on oil. That's a good thing for the mighty whiteies. Even right? though they have too much of it? Even if they have too much of it. Because you, you can never have too much, honestly. Mm. So that's probably why well, they... I almost feel like that's a slap in the face. You lift this crude oil ban so that U.S. can now export its oil out, right? Mm-hmm. Make it available to the world. And then you say, okay, well, Iran, you can now market your oil to the rest of the world. So it creates more competition. Mm. So now the U.S., they, they were all celebrating that ban, and, and now they have another competitor to deal with, uh, one of the major oil producers. And isn't Russia and Iran not friend on friendly terms? Maybe that's why they want to push Russia out or suppress, suppress them, because the low oil prices is probably hurting their economy more than anything. I don't know. There's a lot that uh, could go into that. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah, it's one group that's benefiting over another, but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess in one way you could look at it as well. Iran's a struggling nation. Maybe you pump some more money into it, and there will be less, you know, poor people there, and they can improve their own country mm-hmm. at the expense of, at the expense of the environment because it's all about oil. Oh, that too. Yeah, the lifting the ban. <laughs> That's gonna put a put extra pressure. All of that's negative for the environment. Yeah, there's yeah. no no benefit at all. Although I guess lifting the ban, there's a deal. So Republicans lift the ban; they're allowed to export crude oil. Um, in exchange, the Democrats get tax credits on uh, solar, wind, and other. It's a trade-off, right? Yeah. I just would rather not have to depend on gas <laughs> at some point. Yeah, just use the sun to get that affordable Tesla. But I've heard that they're not going to be available to people who buy them till the end of next year. Oh, for so the... even if you bought one today, you wouldn't get it till like. No, but they have they have Chevy Volt. They got the Leaf. The, these, but these. The thing is, they're nowhere a... near the 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 capability of the Teslas. Though you compare the mileage, like you can get three hundred miles uh, from just electricity on a Tesla that you compare them to these other cars that are like 20 miles at most. Mm-hmm. It's oh, not wow. even funny. Wow. Well, so you got to have money to, to, uh, to spend it. got to pay to play. But that Tesla is 35000 That's the most affordable And that's still expensive. Car. Right. Still going to be expensive. So most people won't be able to take advantage. On top of that, yeah. it's extra money to service the car. 
right? And you think it's higher maintenance? That's what I read. And the cars, when you have to take it in for a basic oil change, most mechanics aren't familiar with that kind of new technology. They have oil? Oh, you're talking about Tesla, right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. The cars. You got to change take, oil on the Tesla? No, when you get to go for some service or whatever, the, every car has to get service now and then. Yeah. Or if uh, a malfunction occurs, they're not familiar. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to act like, oh, I don't, I don't know what this is. It's going to cost you more. Yeah. Oh, well, you, you, ju- you just have to go to the dealership, right? Well, of course. That and way. that's always more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Can't go to Hertz for that. You what? Can't go to Hertz for a... <laughs> no. Or Midas or Tesla. So what are we at here? Science! We're going the extra extra mile today. An hour and seven minutes. Jeez. You can do it. All that sports talk. I right, know. We'll do, we'll do quick science. All right. All right. So tell us science it's a expert. Science game. Uh, I guess some breaking historical news in the world of science. Science in the house. Science in the house. Right in that baby through your ass. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Who is Does that? that Neil deGrasse Tyson throwing <laughs> down? Yeah. Uh, that, drop, dropping the mic. That, that story, I have to, we'll, I'll have to tell you about that next week. Yeah. All right. Pull a baby out yeah. your ass. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that was an Obama clip. Wasn't it? Is that no. a, is that a white guy? Pasture, I guess some uh, pasture. That, that, that's not a white guy, is it? No, no, not a white guy. Can you tell? Right. I'm not sure. Pastor David Manning. Yeah, he he went on a little rant because his uh, church was going to be possibly bought by the uh, LGBT community. Oh no! And he freaked the hell out. <sighs> I get the whole clip. I'll play that next week. But. Teaser. Teaser. Yes. Yeah. And we'll talk about cats. And cats. <laughs> yep. But in the meantime, Stephen's going to talk about gravitational waves. So they finally had some audio that was detect, or they recorded some audio from gravity waves, uh, pulsating all the way from uh, two black holes uh, colliding. Okay. S- s- can we tell the story without being racist? What? Oh, what do you mean? Why do you have to call them black holes? Why can't you just tell them say holes? Uh, that's the scientific term. Oh, black okay. holes. All right. Yeah. So what? No, why, that's what they, that's what they did. They detected gravitational waves. Okay. What this does is that the last. Mean? This yeah. is the last part of Einstein's theory that had not been observed or proven. Because okay, what was so, Einstein's theory? Yeah, so you have to re- explain Einstein's general theory of relativity. So, what is gravity according to uh, Einstein? Tell us, uh, tell the listeners, and like we're six-year-olds. Gravity is just uh, the bending of space and time. Okay. So, if you imagine uh, a lake, Let, let's pretend lake is space and time, and then you put a, a basketball you float a basketball uh, on the surface of the lake okay you're gonna have uh waves right that kind of uh pulsate through the through the lake right so ripples in the pond or the lake Yeah, ripples in the pond so those ripples is the the basketball bending space time yeah fabric space time continuum All right. Yes. So if you have uh, overly massive objects like a black hole or okay. like a 
a star, uh, it's going to have more of an impact. Okay. Um, so they're producing waves. Yeah. And those waves were discovered. Yeah, they were days. discovered by this uh, laser interferometer observatory. I forgot what the G is. Okay. So therefore, Einstein's correct that gravity um, is essentially the bending of space time, that heavy objects do bend space time. Yeah. And wasn't yeah, it that yeah. there were two black holes that collided and that yeah, produced. I guess uh, supposedly that was detected a few months ago okay. in September of last year. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the actual colliding of these two ga uh, black holes didn't happen. They, they happened a long time ago. Like oh, 1.3 billion years ago. 3 yeah. billion years ago. Yeah. So finally hit this LIGO uh, laser observatory and uh, they were able to de detect it. Hmm. But the way they detect it, you got to subtract out a lot of other interference stuff that, you know, any, any other noise, uh, background stuff that might be captured by this observatory, you have to subtract it out, you have to account for it. So once they did that, then they came out and they finally realized that this is actually uh, these gravitational waves um, pulsating through mm -hmm. space and time. So what do those waves do? Do they have an impact when they hit something? Well, when, I, when, they, when they mold, uh, when they change uh, space, so you're actually making two, two points in space uh, get closer together. So say uh, you are between these two galaxies, uh, these two black holes. Uh, the distance between the, the distance that your height would actually be changed physically. Say you're 5'9", you would actually, it, between these two black holes, you'd be more like three feet. Okay. You shrink. So how does that how does that affect me as a philosophy professor? As I teach philosophy, does that going to have any impact on my life? The discovery of these gravitational waves? Uh, is no. It, is it going to have any impact have when I go shopping? Well, like what would happen if the wave hit Albert? Yeah, if the gravitational wave hit me. Would I shrink? Oh, you have there's gravitational waves produced by everything. So, so every, we're just constantly waves flying around. Yeah, we just constantly. didn't know that until this. Yeah, we weren't discussion. sure about it until we, sure. we actually were able to observe. It. No, and that means that. What does what does that mean then in terms of Einstein's theory? Well, I, he believed. I, you know, I give my analogy with the uh, the surface of a lake. That's what he believed. They weren't actually physically able to observe it. It was only written out in formulas mm -hmm. and equations. Yeah. Right? So doesn't it confirm that? The Big Bang does did occur then? Does it confirm that the Big Bang did or did not occur? Did occur. Doesn't the, the, the if, if gravitational waves do exist, then doesn't that confirm or at least contribute to supporting the hypothesis that the Big Bang did in fact occur, created the universe? It might. Uh, not necessarily. It might have slight ramifications on that. Hmm. I mean, how can you relate the uh, gravitational waves to the Big Bang. Well, because if it 
there are waves and therefore there are black holes and black holes are the original oh, source. You're, you're making these weird conclusions. Because there's waves, there's black holes? Uh, I could have swore that there there is a connection between black holes and and the bending of space time right when, when the black so the big bangs essentially when well, matter energy contracted let, let's put it this and way then black it exploded holes are the most massive objects in the universe so they will have the most drastic impact on bending space and time so for example the big bang the big bang was um, sort of the opposite of a black hole you could call it a white hole, actually. Okay, so like a Manning, Peyton Manning hole. Yeah. I guess the expanding. And then you got the black hole would be the Black Panthers. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. No, I mean, black hole is where everything and anything you can think of is all condensed into the smallest space. Whereas Big Bang, everything kind of comes out... Um, is thrown out across the universe. And I would assume that when the Big Bang occurred, that created a huge ripple in the space-time continuum. Yes. Therefore, if there are gravitational waves, we could trace the origins of the universe towards this Big Bang. Uh, it's... You can... Maybe. You have to see where the center of the universe is. Yeah, because if you're able to detect the sound of two black holes colliding, then maybe they can discover the origins of the universe by tracing back the ripples right ripples in a pond like if you record a pond you throw a rock in the middle of a lake and it makes ripples and you reverse it you can see the origins of where the rock hit the main source of the the pond right the ripples would come together yeah well the origins of the universe are sort of all around us if we are in fact a single point way back before the universe began if we were all condensed into a single point everything and anything in the universe used to be all in the same location okay? mm -hmm. yeah so therefore they, they have done that they've actually detected uh, microwaves of they, they've actually mapped out the entire universe going out i think 300 million light years they've mapped it out in terms of microwave mm -hmm. spectrum because so you can tell where the center of the universe is yeah i mean the center of the universe used to be here Right? Well, in uh, LA? Technically. In LA, in you, in everybody, in everything. Right? Okay, like Harry and Saul? Yeah. All right. Because yeah, where is if, the if, center if the universe right now? began in a single point, right? Uh, then it's anywhere and everywhere, right? But if the universe is expanding, where is it expanding from? What point? Where is that point? Uh, they haven't discovered that the center of gravity no they, yeah um, but could this wave i'm not sure maybe discovery maybe help you I don't know. find that i don't think that wave discovery will help you find that all all that wave discovery really does is proves that um the bending of space and time uh well i guess it proves that black holes exist yeah too. that too right because that's what i was trying to get at they it confirms that two black holes exist on, on the basis that they collided with one another yeah but they already proved that black holes exist that's not the discovery hmm. i say it's short of sending someone to a black hole this is the strongest direct evidence of the existence of black holes oh there you go so i was correct 
And here's well, here's an audio it helps support it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Doesn't that confirm or contribute? I to guess it, it, it contributes. Like, I think it like contributes. you can't just send. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. Send Matthew McConaughey <laughs> to a black hole. Right. right, right that right, that right. would be action. There you go. Right. All right. All right. All right. He knows. So I, I have the audio clip of the sound of the two black holes colliding. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is for real. This is for real. It sounds fake. But... So that... That sounds like Darth Vader. <laughs> so that wa- that that droplet sound, I guess that's the. Those the, are the gravity waves. The waves, the gravity waves. Um, but I have a couple other versions of the sound of those two black holes um, colliding with one another. So here okay. here's a so different another interpretation. <laughs> So there was that. I'm sure, that's not just coming out of your butt. I think that's <laughs> ripples, ripples, uh, fart waves, or that's it? some sign of alien life. <laughs> Aliens farting, and then, <laughs> and, and then and then I have a third. Who uh, knew we would we would prove that aliens fart <laughs> before we could discover black holes? Uh, George, did you hear those aliens farting in the background while those black holes were bumping into each That's other? That's how they muffle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a black hole. Yeah, hey, uh, yeah, it is a black hole. <laughs> so, and then I have a third uh, interpretation of the sounds of black holes colliding. So how can they say they they absolutely know that these waves are there? Do, yeah, do they so, have some confirmation? Can we hear it? Can uh, they, see you it? can hear it. I don't have the audio, but it was a. I'll kind of make it for you. They they played it today. It was a little bit of they put it into the spectrum. We could hear, and it kind of sounded like. That's kind of what it sounded like, wow. but basically, what so that's the sound. <laughs> that's what. That's how NPR. Uh, that, that, that's like that's how you call a, a bird or something. <laughs> I know. That's. It, it is, I know exactly how it sounds. It sounds like this. Like, oh. <laughs> it sounded nothing like the Darth Vader yeah. sound like, that you played. That guy is way off. I don't know how he goes from <laughs> to. His science was miserable. Yeah, that was I'm miserable. Sorry, that was miserable that was science. Horrible. Far fetched. <laughs> I don't know. I like this one better. <laughs> a little closer. Yeah. Not that whole. I don't think he had a keyboard next to him. Scientists have weird hearing like that they, they describe it as a chirping sound and to me that, <laughs> that wasn't a like scientist deep that, breathing that, yeah. that wasn't a scientist that was a npr report and they all sound the same too um who what, what did kip thorne have to say about all this kip thorne i don't know i have to check his twitter account it's his observatory him him and uh kraus i'm sure they're excited kraus is probably saying that this is, this is no, kraus had yeah. nothing to do with it kraus doesn't way. know anything yeah but You're like they're making that up Play a quick, quick game of would you rather. Okay. What's your would you rather? Okay. 
who wants to be the victim? Hmm. Sure, I'll be the victim. Okay, so would you rather have the hiccups for the rest of your life or always feel like you have to yawn but not able to? <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd rather have to yawn <laughs> and but not be able to. Really? Why? Well, because the yawn is not necessarily the rest of your life. The, the hiccups... <laughs> I've had hiccups where I just cannot get rid of them. And Do they sound like this? Trip, trip, trip. Yeah, that's exactly how they sound. <laughs> and it's just difficult because you can't, you can barely talk, you can barely breathe. It's uh, debilitating. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's hiccups the are the worst. Yeah. So they all even having it for like 20, 30 minutes is yeah. torture. It hurts your throat. It, you feel all grovelly. Plus, other people can hear it. They can't tell if you're just trying to Try, yeah. yawn. Hmm. Nothing comes that would up. Be, that would be annoying, but not as bad as hiccups your whole life. I don't know. Have you ever... I, I, I cannot feel complete without my yawn being 100% fulfilled. If I don't get that... Yeah, but it's not know. as bad as the hiccup. Yeah, hmm. but you've had hiccups before, right? Yeah, but I really hate the idea of not being able to complete a yawn. I just feel like my life doesn't matter anymore. Wow. If well, I don't get I that. Think, I think a lot of people would disagree with you. <laughs> well, I mean, I could see how hiccups would be bad if you're eating and drinking water. No, nah, I'm just time. sitting there. Hiccups. Yeah, even just, just sitting really there. Bad. Uh, like I had, I think a couple months ago, I drank water wrong and I had hiccups for like, 20 to 30 minutes and it was terrible i could not focus on anything <laughs> yeah i just was thinking about the next hiccup so you, how i was gonna stop and there's no stop. actual official cure for hiccups either by the way it's, well it comes from uh there's one way that that's the only way that yeah. is the definitive cure <laughs> <laughs> but what's the other so there's no cure for the hiccups well, it comes from a mistiming of your behavioral um, instincts. Mm. So if your instincts are kind of off or you're maybe scared in a weir- weird way. In, in, in law, uh, in, in uh, 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 that sucking can cause in hiccups. soot. Yeah, that yeah. can cause hiccups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you keep doing that, yeah, you could definitely get hiccups. <laughs> 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 it's painful. Yeah. That's the other thing. It is painful. Yeah. So, so it gets that. You could probably die from hiccups. Well, you what, might what could, die. You, you could die. You might die. Yeah. <laughs> he agreed with us. We disagree too much with Obama. Yeah. You got to be more critical yeah. again. We sound like Hillary Clinton. We got to get side with Trump or Clinton and say that it's yawning. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Yawning's worse, or not yawning's worse. Uh, uh, speaking of which, ooh, ouch, dang, that was a. Uh, Let's stop. Please clap. Everyone should look up the YouTube clip of Cruz trying to kiss his daughter, but she pushes him away. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it's really depressing. I wish I had an audio clip's not going to do justice. Well, it's better to- than. It's yep. better than Trump wanting to like get with his daughter. What? Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> uh, that's news to me. That's nasty. I uh, should play that Colbert yeah. clip of all the Trump odd sayings. I yeah. guess a couple years ago. Huh. 
he said something like, oh, if she weren't my daughter, I would marry her or something. I would want to marry her. Oh, wow. Something Something like that. That is a creepy old dude. Yeah, that was before he was running for president, but still... So maybe he had a change of heart when (laughs) he doesn't want to get with his daughter anymore. Instead, he has little girls supporting him going crazy like he's One Direction. Yeah, that's depressing. Didn't he also say the P word? What's the P word? Uh, It's spelled (laughs) P-U-S-S-Y. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I did see that. I couldn't tell what he was saying, though, because... See, we, we need another episode devoted just to Trump. Yeah. We should talk about all the Trumpisms. Bash Trump and play all these random clips of his creepy behavior. An hour right, of so, Trump. So, uh, what's, what's the next game here? Uh, next game? That was the all I had. Here, here, Albert, you can have this one. Okay. Uh, it's like a Friday night fight for Colbert. Okay. Who would win in a fight between... Pillsbury Doughboy and Snuggle Bear. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so the Pillsbury. So, what are some of the traits that the Pillsbury have? Pillsbury Doughboy is about what three inches high. It's a soft tummy made out of dough. If you pinch him, he gets tickled really easily. Oh, but okay. he can make any type of baked item that you want. Hmm. But out, is that out of himself, or is he just? Uh... He creates dough out of himself. Okay. That's okay. not a very good advantage. Snuggle Bear, on the other hand, is about five inches tall, has very puny strength, but is incredibly soft and can make anything that he touches fall asleep. <laughs> oh, that, that's easy. Uh, well, okay, so I would think Snuggle Bear because of the whole sleep-inducing power. Yeah. But... <laughs> The Pillsbury can automatically turn something into a cookie. Or... No, no. Paul said turn himself. Oh, turn himself. Well, he can pull dough out of himself. and oh, yeah, then, Okay, well, then... there you go. So he, if he can pull dough out of himself, he could throw it at Snuggle Bear, just incessantly throwing tons of dough, pit- tearing it off his flesh. And, and then, but eventually he'll be gone. And then right? oh, pull yeah. himself completely apart. Yeah. Unless it's an endless supply of dough that maybe he has. Maybe he regenerates. Yeah, well, let's, maybe, yeah maybe, maybe he regenerates So if dough. he can regenerate dough from his butt. And then, and then Snuggle Bear will sink into the, the dough. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll melt and then turn into a Snuggle Bear uh, biscuit. So it might, might be a toss-up. You should put a poll on our Twitter account, <laughs> see who... How many people vote for Snuggle Bear versus Pillsbury? Yeah, maybe Dough. we should ask our listeners to. Yeah, all right. Participate. So, uh, Heideko or Gita, if you have a preference, put those two questions on there. Okay. Yeah, see if anybody actually answers. I need to figure out a way to create the uh, poll on Twitter. It's I think be, it's that it's hard. Be way. Yeah. Are we? Bo- is this a copyright? You know, is uh, Colbert going to be upset that we stole his idea? His Friday night, Saturday no, night. Nobody's ever going to see that. Yeah. We call it something else. We'll call it ASP Battle Stuff Battles. Okay, ASP Stuff Battles. Du, 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 du. And you could probably start asking the same questions on every game. Okay. And did you create these characters, uh, or did you? Uh, yeah. I, oh, okay. I didn't, they didn't put that on there. All right, so that's a good combo. Although I do like Snuggle Bear. Snuggle Bear. I is think pretty Snuggle cute. Bear would win because he touches Pillsbury Doughboy's tummy. He gets so tickled he can't do anything. 
and then he just wraps his arms around him and he falls asleep. <laughs> yeah, but those if how mobile is Pillsbury? It's pretty pliable. Yeah, because what if he sticks no, to I mean, the can ground? He move, is he fast or quick? No, he's kind of slow. I think oh, it would be. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to win. Yeah, he might slip and get stuck on the floor. Because you just bake him. Yeah. Please clap. All right. Jab, jab. Jib, jab. Jibbing, jabbing, jab. Jibbing and jabbing and. Pull a baby out your ass! <laughs> oh. Yeah, I won't play that clip. It's pretty bad. Yeah, that is. It's, it's not racist, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. All right. So All right. Uh, send us off. All righty then, uh, guys. Thanks for joining me today. Keep getting longer and longer. Huh? Yeah, we're up to an hour and a half. I don't know if our listeners are still with us. Not these attention spans. No. I don't know how much attention the Brazilians pay to yeah. this stuff. Especially with all the anxiety medication. Plus we didn't talk about soccer and you know, Zika virus. Oh, so. well, that was the last episode. <laughs> you have fun listening to that. Very depressing. Eaten to a pulp. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll have fun with that. Until then, I have two black holes colliding inside my brain. And uh, with that said... This is ASP Stuff Radio signing off, and we are all stuffed up with dough. Nuts. Donuts. Let's stop. special place in hell for women who don't help each other. That's kind of what it sounded like.